Naples. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 973. I'd like to know if the Fratelloni's on Grand and Dale has slush busters. Yes, you in the back. Not only do they have slush busters, uh-huh. not only are the other 20 locations certified as carry the slush buster, they have been so popular. Really? How popular have they been? been? There's been a second order of a run made. Well, in other words, if I go today, they might not have one. You might want to check, but well, what, I'm going to be in the neighborhood. Excuse to go to that hardware store. Oh, you're right. Why don't you ever go to Amherst? Why do you only go to Dale? I don't like that area. Okay, it's full of commies from McAllister. <laughs> Eric, Eric at Ace would love to see you there. Uh, it's December second, 2022. 63 degrees was the high. Record high on this day. That was back in 1982. Hmm. And it was 17 below on this day in 1886. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king fireworks commissioner and the keeper of common sense your mayor joe sushir staff staff yes Yes, sir has anybody seen a bell ringer yet for the salvation army i saw one yesterday because i have my money ready i have a i save money all year and you cash it in it's about 100 bucks worth of change i was at the high v in egan yesterday and saw a bell ringer okay my point is uh i have not seen one and uh, it seems the last few years they've been sparse. I've not seen one yet this year. And when I make my anonymous $10,000 donation that always makes the news every year, I will, I will hopefully I, see I, one. I, I have two questions. Uh, Egan? High V? I looked at him. What? What? Yeah, I, I had some business to take care of. And well, that okay, was that's good, well, that's that good enough. Unusual? That's good enough. Egan? Well, because He's he lives a... down in St. Peter. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. I just had some stuff to do. So sure. I was, I was in well, that the reason the I bring yeah. this up is I, I, I have a new idea. <laughs> <coughs> Your new own new ringing idea. bell service. No, but there should be a bell oh, ringing service. A great idea. <coughs> Excuse me. In front of Target stores and Walgreens and, and uh, CVS. Is it CVS? Yeah. Uh, and give people money so they don't go in and shoplift. Uh, oh, I will. Yeah. I will give you a dollar mm-hmm. if you can tell me. How, uh, uh, Timbuktu alerts me to this, Target Corporation projects that it will lose blank million this year to shoplifting. Oh. Blank million. 2.8. No, I bet it's way more than that. No, I think it's way more than that. Well, then why don't you give me a number instead of saying it's I'm going to guess it's north of 100 million. You, you want to go again? 10 million? Yeah. Kenny, final well, answer? I'm, no, I'm staying with 2.8. 2.8 million? Because I'm smart. Ready? It's even more than I said. Six hundred million. I, Jesus. <laughs> what? Well, there's no moral and ethical integrity. Wow. Target Corporation projects that it will lose six hundred million this year to shoplifting. We know we're not alone across retail and seeing a trend that I think has gotten increasingly worse over the last twelve to eighteen months, said CEO Brian Cornell. 
Retail stores are not nonprofits, so these massive losses will only add to the prices honest people pay at the checkout counters. Shoplifting on this massive scale only adds to inflation. The CEO of the Rite Aid drugstore chain recently said the problem was particularly acute in New York City. No. Drugstore cowboys walk in and out of their stores with impunity. A single store in Manhattan was losing a hundred grand a month to shoplifting, Jeez. but they came up with a solution. They closed the store. You know, when you That's were saying that, happen. I, I was going to predict that this is going to result in the end of uh, retail. Because people are just going to say, this is, this is not worth it. I don't need to tell the story again, but I witnessed it firsthand. Mm-hmm. But the gals went in and took all the makeup stuff. That just happened at the Walgreens uh, in Highland Park as well in the last two days, my wife informed me. Really? Was yeah. she there at the time? She wasn't there, but she heard a report or something. Well, isn't that a shame? Because exactly what's going to happen is now the honest mom dragging the three kids in there because she's got to get some pampers or something, she's going to pay more. Mm-hmm. And she has to. Target has to do that. What are, what are they supposed to do? Eat the $600 million? Within the last month, I'm not going to name the store I was at, guy had a complete shopping cart full of stuff, went to the self-checkout, and just kept going. Mm-hmm. And I watched him going, you've got to be. They're so bold. It's it's comical. Well, we've all seen the video of the fellow in Frisco riding his bicycle into Walgreens yep. and loading up a plastic bag and then just riding Heading his bicycle out. back Off out. into the sunset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Joe, you celebrated the idea of hanging out with like-minded GLers at the town council. What you missed was your chance to tell them to pool their assets and buy you the mythical town of GL, so you can be a real mayor, and everybody is a GLer who shovels their sidewalks, and are, there are no tall buildings, and all council members will have a real impact on what goes on in Gumption County. P.S. I'm not shoveling snow today. I'm mowing my lawn. John in Arizona. Wow. wow. Yeah, why don't you people buy me a town? You people. Yeah, you, you people. Uh, Gary wants more books on the author's corner. I think that's a great idea. I've been neglecting author's corner and I have quite a bit of information to add to author's corner on the website. When can we do that, Chris? Uh, next week. Uh-huh. Are you the only one that gets to add no, stuff? No, you, if you have, a, uh, if you have, uh, recommendations or brief reviews or whatever, feel free. Because my my reading list is much more highbrow than your very pedestrian. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> Penthouse Forum. <laughs> Couldn't believe my luck. Do, uh, do Rookie and I get to add uh, Absolutely. reading material? Well, no, you don't, because neither of you read. Hmm. You so. know what? I, I did start a book when I went to the Dominican. Did you really? I did. What book? Oh, this ought to be good. I don't even know if I should tell you. Oh, no. I brought uh, I Ain't Got Time to Bleed. I'm not joking. How I far? I got page nine. How, how, oh, nine. Page nine. <laughs> 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 it just gave me uh, a you mini can, You can call my wife and ask. I was sitting in the cabana, and I got wait, to wait, page no, nine. Nope, nope, nope. Why would let I me, ask? Let me, I, I don't care. Let me, let me. This was day one of the vacation, right? Yeah. And uh, first full day, I should say. Yeah. And here's what you did. Boy, you know what? I'm I'm feeling good. Let's honey, let's let's lay in the sun and, and read together. Right. It's about ten in the morning or so. The cabana did also provide some shade, so it was comfortable. Yeah. And you made a nice living. Yes. Joe, I hope you can read this out loud on the GL <laughs> <Nope>. podcast. 
Hail the flashlight kid. Hail, Hail you. you. Joe, I've been thinking about how people are so hypersensitive on practically everything, especially since you spoke about the podcast a few days ago involving how they believe daylight savings time is considered racist. <laughs> the sad part is that people believe in this. It makes no sense, and I joke about it with a random stranger. They will think I am in the wrong and that I am racist. I'm old school, so I don't get what's considered sensitive and what isn't, and I can't keep up with the times. My hero of comedy is the late, great Robin Williams, who made fun of everyone and everything, including presidents in the past, all the way up to Obama, and people laughed at him more than criticized him for his comedy. But I think after he passed away, the humor of the country started to decline hard, and people are too judgmental and hypersensitive. I feel that even now, comedy is at an all-time low, and we need help. I will do my part on my end to be a fearless entertainer without losing my job. Jay Hanneru, is this guy a stand-up? Uh, and I'll keep pushing back from everything slammed into my face, like the cog railway of Pike's Peak without its brakes, because it feels that painful. Spell his last name, please. H-A-N-E-R-U. I, I think that the loss of the sense of humor in the country has been well, well zeroed in on, well stated, uh, and a variety of reasons for it. Uh the division in the country, I guess, would be most responsible because one side's unwilling to admit the other side could possibly be funny. So it's a big uh, it's a big headache. <clears throat> I've got more information thanks to Kelsey, who did some of the work you guys didn't do. Hmm. It's a, you know it's not good that I have to rely on GLers to do no, the work. No, because it's well, it's Joe. Accurate. I got to tell you, it's not easy to find information. You're talking sh- uh, snow shoveling, right? Yep. There's not a lot of info out there about this. Well, go ahead. What do you got? Uh, well, I got a couple of emails to set this up. Oh, hearsay. Uh, no, no, no. I've gotten emails from people who. Uh, well, here's Downing, for example. If the city of Minneapolis takes over responsibility for shoveling homeowner sidewalks, it will result in the city putting in fewer sidewalks. Because of the maintenance cost. Exactly. Euphorians love sidewalks. They'll be windmilled. It's like cutting down trees to build a bike lane. <laughs> well, he's right. Oh, uh, what is this? Okay. Uh, I have, uh, Kelsey dug this up. I have the complete staff and the bios of everyone on Our Streets, Minneapolis. Oh, boy. Okay. okay. And in all seriousness, there's a lot to be gleaned from this. They're the group, for example, that would favor the taxpayers picking up the bill to shovel. Yep. The executive director is Ash Narayanan. Pronouns he, him. Oh, we include that. Okay. They all have. Now, does that mean he's normal? He, him? He's not mentally well, ill? If you put your pronoun, that's abnormal. Yeah. That's, Even though it's a normal pronoun. That's, that's what I was going to say. Ash Narayanan. Okay. He, him. Is the executive director of Our Streets Minneapolis, a group we only learned about yesterday. Mm-hmm. He is a nationally recognized expert on building more just, sustainable, and resilient transportation infrastructure. Uh, we don't know that. 
Whenever I hear resilient transportation, I think of a rubber train car. You know, you just you can stretch it out and it goes right back resilient. together. Resilient. <laughs> he represents Minneapolis on Metropolitan Council's Transportation Advisory Board. He was appointed to Minnesota Department of Transportation's Sustainable Transportation Advisory Committee and co-chairs its VMT Reduction Work Group. I don't know what don't VMT know what means. Let's look it up. Ash has authored or co-authored numerous reports, including The Road to Clean Transportation, a bold, broad strategy to cut pollution and reduce carbon emissions in the Midwest, and Arrive Together, Transportation Access and Equity in Wisconsin. He authored the transportation section of the City of St. Paul's Climate Action Plan. All right, now just stop right there. Let's just stop with the executive director. Might be a fine fellow. How you doing? Might be a fun guy to have a beer with. I have no idea. I doubt it. But, okay, let's just stick to St. Paul for a minute. He he authored whatever the city of St. Paul will ultimately try to enforce regarding transportation as it pertains to a climate action plan. He's unelected. He's unknown. And... If you aren't pushing back and paying attention, you might find within a year, two, three years, some Orwellian <clears throat> dynamics thrown at you about when you can drive, why you can drive, how you can drive. And that will come to you from a guy named Ash Narianen, who you don't know and I don't know, who authored the transportation section of the city of Min- of city of St. Paul's climate action plan. St. Paul now? You're talking St. Paul this here? Was the, he authored that part of it, yeah. Oh. So this Our Streets thing. Is He's from- the executive director of Our Streets, but he must have had a little downtime because he was able to author Freelance the transportation well, Maybe section. it's almost like a part-time gig. Yeah. He's doing that on the side. No, John said yesterday that they make 67.5. The executive director. Right, but he's with Our Streets Minneapolis. You know what? 67.5, by the way, can go a long way if you don't have a family. Right. If you're you live not in married, your car. you don't yeah. own a car. Right. right. You know. Sleep in a tent yeah. in a park. Haley Foydell, Operations and Development Director. Pronouns. He, sure. He, her. Oh. Haley comes to our streets, Minneapolis, after working, walking, and biking in multiple cities across the East Coast and Mid-Atlantic. Her past work has focused on creating sustainable solutions to existing products and infrastructure, from Maine lobster to cleaning supplies. Hmm. Haley's favorite pastime is taking advantage of every sidewalk, bike path, bus, and train available to get her to her destination. That's your hobby. All right. Side note, uh, VMT is vehicle miles traveled. They have a vehicle miles traveled reduction mode shift study. Wait a minute, Rook. Let's go back. He, Ashwat Narayanan, the executive director of Our Streets Minneapolis, represents Minneapolis on the Metropolitan Council's Transportation Advisory Board. He was appointed to Minnesota Department of Transportation Sustainable Transportation Advisory Committee and co-chairs 
It's VMT Reduction Work Group. And we're now learning that means vehicle miles traveled. Yes. In which we wish, these people wish on our behalf for fewer miles to be traveled. Yes, their study goals are provide background to eventual VMT and emissions goal setting, estimate the maximum mode shift possible given existing land use patterns and travel needs, effectively use a wealth of a real-world data to understand scope of reasonable change while avoiding uncertainty of long-range forecast models, identify markets where mode shift has the greatest potential, and finally develop open-source reproducible uh, tools that will allow the study to be repeated with newer data when available. Okay, uh, another thought just uh, logged into my head. Is it any wonder with these kinds of people having such an influence on, let's just call it, city governments, mm-hmm. is it any wonder we came upon what we came upon Wednesday night on Snelling in Montreal, uh, where people could not negotiate the intersection to take a right turn because of untreated ice. Is it any is it is it reasonable to wow. say wow. is it reasonable to say that the basics of life as we know it are the nuts and bolts of running a city and the people in charge are uninterested in the nuts and bolts. Hundred percent. They're interested yeah. in the tinsel and the shiny objects, and they're interested in what a guy like Ashwat Narayanan tells them. They're putting paint on a crack house is what they're doing. In the meantime, yesterday coming in, I meant to tell you, I watched a BMW Mini just slide right through a red light at Fairview and uh, uh, Ford Parkway. Never mind Not that. Not a shot to stop. Well, never mind not, that. Never mind this person well, didn't want to drive either. But. I, I had a question yesterday when you guys were talking about this. How much of this behavior is related to, one, bad tires, number two, bad driving? The, the Mini going through the red light, I'm not going to blame tires, but I, I think it was a she... And I think the concept of pumping the brakes was foreign to her. Yeah, uh, yeah. She came in too hot. And she came then she, in hot. She laid on the brakes and, and stayed the on them. And just kept and sailing. St- yeah, and stayed on the brakes. It, it's bad driving. And kind of gave a wave to both directions as though, please look don't out, hit look me. Out. My bad. <laughs> okay, you got Ashwad Niranana, executive director. We got Haley Feudel. Operations and Development Director. We have Jose Antonio Zayas Caban. No, we met yesterday. Advocacy Director. Pronouns are he and him. And we learned about him yesterday. He's working on developing reparative justice campaigns across the U.S. I'm sorry, across the Twin Cities. What does that have to do with the street? He is also serving as co-convener and advisory board member in a climate and mobility justice campaign that aims to increase multimodal transportation and reduce vehicles mile traveled and improve equitable access to transportation infrastructure across the state. In addition, he's got a long one here. He's a performing artist. Sure. And uh, sounds like it. He's from Puerto Rico. And he's got a website where you can go and learn about his music. I'll be damned if I'm going to promote Isn't he him. playing the tuba? No, that's a different Okay. Game. You have Ember Rasmussen. <laughs> and she's a they-them. Okay. Yep. Hi. Okay. You want to see that? That's a they-them. There them. we go. Oh. Yeah. 
It's an imperfect science. Ember is Community Development and Events Manager. All right. Ember is a creative event manager and theater artist. They have, they, they, mm-hmm. bleep you. Wait, they is. She has previous experience in nonprofit development and community events, restaurant management, and theater direction. When not bringing follicles together, folks. Didn't, hang folks, on, if her wait, uh, pronoun wait. is they, is she a uh, big gal? No. Here, look at it. It's a new way to spell folks. We're not bringing folks together. F-O-L-X. Folk. What in God's up. name is happening to F-O-L-X. us? So is that work? Go or folks Wait, yourself. where's the X and the K? <laughs> oh, they're no on oppos- opposite sides of the keyboard, so it's not a typo. F-O-L-X, folks. You know, Amber, I believe, did own a chain of restaurants. She did. We're not bringing folks no. together at live I'm events. Emmer <laughs> loves to garden. Explore Minnesota's beautiful outdoor spaces, whip up tasty vegan food, well, of course, mm-hmm. and create or experience art. Okay. What does folks Amber, mean? Amber, you're a she. I'm not calling you a they, them. Folks, a variation of the word folks, conventionally I, spelled, I gathered that. is meant to be a gender-neutral way to oh, refer to members gosh, of sure. a signal identity in the LBGTQ community. It's very woke. It's ultra woke. People, Minneapolis, you can laugh and you can say it'll never get to me, but uh, it's coming. One of these days, you're gonna be pulling your Lexus out of your garage over there along Minnehaha Creek, yeah. and somebody like Ember Rasmussen is gonna be there to tell you you've already exceeded your vehicle miles driven. Or are we missing the larger point? If you can't, maybe all of the snow buildup and slush and ice, it's it's being left on purpose so the carjackers can't come after you. That's it. It's slowing I'm gonna them put, down. Uh, are, you, are you done? Because when you're done, I'm going to push back against you. Ken, 13 pages of the staff. <laughs> we'll be here. I'll push back against you come February. We're doing a Saturday, <laughs> Saturday podcast as well. All right, we'll be back. But first, you had asked about the slush buster. I did. That's the invention of Dave Pounds right here in Burnsville, Minnesota. Dave was getting so tired of all of the slush and the buildup, damaging his garage floor, rusting the cars, and the old broomstick and boot that was used to remove the slush wasn't cutting it anymore. So, voila! The slush buster was designed, viola, and assembled in Rogers, Minnesota. It's the only device on the market specially designed to remove that slush. I got a great email from Mark. Joe, you're buying yours today. I seriously am. I'm going that way. Mark sent me this email yesterday. Hey, Reeves, stopped at the Fratelloni's Hardware in Eden Prairie Wednesday afternoon to get my slush buster. I was immediately met by a friendly employee who had no idea what I was talking about. We went to automotive, and I went to the shovel aisle. We couldn't find it. Then I turned around, and there it was, right there on an end cap. Uh, It works really well, and I'm going to enjoy this new tool all winter. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Mark, for uh, going to Fratelloni's and purchasing your slush buster. It's available at all 21 Fratelloni's hardware locations. It's also available online at Amazon and at the Wellna Ace Hardware in Robbinsdale as well. So you can also order yours online at slushbuster.us. That's slushbuster.us. Let them know you heard about it here on the GL Podcast. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Spiral Light Candles is a garage logic company 
the Nelson family has done a wonderful job of putting together candles, manufacturing candles, and uh, bringing them to the public. And you know what? They burn in a circular motion. Hence the name Spiral Light Candles. If you're burning boring candles, you can go anywhere and just get a three-wick candle and light it, and it's just going to sit there and burn. Spiral candles, you're going to go, you're going to light that candle, and your guests are going to go, wow, that's really neat. Spiral Light Candle? Yeah, where do you get them? SpiralLightCandles.com. I don't even have a telephone number for you to give. I have a website. There are many different colors. There are many different scents, and there are many different, many different sizes to choose from. All you have to do is go to their website. We saw the Nelsons the other day at the uh, a town hall meeting, and they're just great people. They're wonderful people, and they're advertising on Garage Logic because they choose wisely. They're not in every single store. You can't buy them everywhere. There's certain locations, Tatters All, they've got the uh, old fa- brandy old-fashioned scent, and it smells really good. Mini donuts, yep. Cylinder index, yep. Just go to the website and pick. SpiralLightCandles.com. For your hostess gifts, I got you covered. SpiralLightCandles.com. Kenny, did you want the floor or you want me to keep it? Maybe saying pushing back against you is too strong of a statement. Um, I'm... Not so much pushing back as I'm not worried. I'm not worried about this particular issue here. Let's go to our streets, and they put an update out here November 7th. You probably read from this yesterday when I wasn't paying attention. Um, But there's a a couple of really interesting facts in here. In the last six winters alone, there have been over 30,000 submitted complaints of uncleared sidewalks. And so I saw that, and I go, wait a minute, 30,000, six years. That's 5,000 a year. And then I looked up the population of Minneapolis, 425,000, a little bit over. We just did the math. So 1.2% of the population has com- has um, complained about unshoveled sidewalks, right? Right. So keep that in mind. Then I delved into further into their plan, and I started looking at the maps. They have a map um, that they want. It's called the Pedestrian Priority Network. Mm-hmm. And it looks like when you and, and the streets are highlighted, it looks like they've highlighted the emergency snow routes. So it's not every street and not every avenue. For instance, in my old neighborhood, it's 38th Street, um, it's Cedar Avenue, it's Bloomington Avenue, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's not every street. And they're advocating um, what for those streets? That these are the streets that the city should take under their wing, and they should plow these much like they do the snow emergency street uh, routes, okay? And and then I realized this, our streets BS, this is just a lobbying group. And they say in their update, hold on, I got to go back to it. Disappointingly, Mayor Fry, Public Works Director Anderson Kelleher, and city council members continue to ignore this issue. Instead of piloting this thing, what they want to do is um, fine people more which is what they've been doing in years past. And then the city comes out and shovels it. Um, And this is just a lobbying group. They have no power. Okay, hold on, hold on. I know where you're going here. Um, And I I think we should be concerned about this. And I think we should keep our eye on this. But I don't think it's something we should worry about now because the city is not down with this. $6 million is what they want. That's a lot of money. Now, my question to them is, 
the day after the riots, you know what I discovered? I went down to Lake Street with garbage bags and shovels and brooms and anything I could throw in the truck to help clean up. When something needs to be done, people volunteer. And they don't sign up to volunteer. They just go out and do it. If these people spent more time going out and finding people to help, Hmm. sign up to our group. When it snows, we go out and shovel, pick a route. It's much like uh, when you're driving the rural uh, areas and you see garbage, these little signs, this two-stretch of uh, roadways, garbage is picked up by the Boy Scouts, blah, 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 blah. Why don't they focus on that? And then my second point is... Is this your last point? Yeah. Where the hell are the lobbying groups for the like-minded GL people, the people that have the GL mindset? How come we're not out there doing crap like this? Let me answer that one first. Go ahead. Uh, How would you even construct a lobbying group to say, we want to shovel our own sidewalks? You know what GLers would do? GLers would say, wait a minute. I'll help out. Yeah. I'll help out. I'll bring my snowblower over to Cedar and do between 39th and 38th. I can do that. Let me uh, pick apart your so-called pushing back. Uh, I'll push back against you ideologically. Number one, you're citing some material from November 7th. Right. Yep. Uh, Well, between November 7th and yesterday, they certainly had a willing Star Tribune print. Really? A significant weren't you paying attention yesterday? I didn't see you were here. Oh, Jesus! We did the whole thing, and you were sitting right. I told you I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Which is in this case not funny. The Star Tribune had a whole thing in which uh, the Robin Wansley, for example, city councilwoman, found it entirely within reason ideologically that this would only cost six million dollars. Then they then also we found a citizen out shoveling her sidewalk who said i think it's a good idea yeah, the city take that. it over I, I did rewatch that so ideologically that. you're being driven by people who think uh who think nothing of of uh putting this burden on the government so other people can pay for it this, so these i'm reading the biographies of the members of this group for this exact reason where's fry on this the little guy said yesterday that uh he doesn't know where he is he might be willing to play along because he thinks seasonal barriers create safety problems for the residents of yeah. minneapolis you're you're dealing here with a complete ideological overview of the city that has nothing to do with common sense nothing we need somebody to propose to just the old system could work if they were more i don't know active motivated what's the word it does work you just said it works 1.2 percent of the population on an annual basis might complain about an unshoveled sidewalk the system is working people shovel their own sidewalks what we're dealing with is we have a group in this play in place mm-hmm. on this occasion called our streets minneapolis and we're discovering who are they what do they want what are they up to well, they're just a lobbying group well just a lobbying group that finds ideological brothers and sisters who've been elected so here they are, Ashwat Narayanan, the executive director, Haley Foydale, operations and development director, uh, Jose Antonio Zayas-Caban, advocacy director, Ember Rasmussen, they, them, 
Community Development and Events Manager. Now we get down to Alex Burns, Transportation Policy Coordinator. Pronouns he, him. Alex joins the team, bringing his experience as a climate and environmental justice organizer and activist, which means nothing. Right. He's worked as a national park ranger, well, that would have been cool, on local and state campaigns and as an outreach specialist at a sustainable transportation nonprofit. That means nothing. In his free time, Alex enjoys hiking, biking, and feeding earthworms to his pet salamander, Smokey. <laughs> no, no way. No, no, no. totally no. made that up. I did not his name isn't Smokey. His name isn't Smokey. I did not make that up. I'm willing to bet that every single person on your list is basically the same person with different skin. I mean, seriously, you could go down the list. and oh, they're I'm all, not done. They're all 100% alike. So... Uh, it's not doing us as GLers any good. We've got to go to those two city council members and the mayor and make one hell of a lot of noise. This does GLers good. I'm trying to tell you what we're up against. And this well, is I, true. We know everywhere what we're up in against. the country. Commies. Closer you get to the country's tallest These Unqualified commies. Now we go to Raquel City Wagner, Community Engagement <laughs> Specialist. We're oh. arguing even though we agree. Right. right. <laughs> Pronouns. She, her. Raquel is a disability services regional manager, political and community organizer, and musician based in Minneapolis. She has spent thousands of hours doing field work for various political campaigns in multiple states and has used those organizing skills to build networks of mutual aid and support for her community. She is passionate about work that betters the lives of her neighbors in real and meaningful ways. Okay. Then we get down to Allie Soller, organizer, pronoun she, her. As a longtime Minneapolis resident who loves data, she is thrilled at the opportunity to use her skill set built in her 20-year career in data and retail management to advocate for and implement projects that improve the community around her. She can typically be found in her home on the north side with more cats than seem feasible. Whoa. All right. You're not making that up either, are you? No. Sam Peterson, organ uh, pronoun she, her. It, the picture appears to be of a female. Sam is originally, she's an organizer. Sam is originally from a small town in Wisconsin and relocated to the Twin Cities for her undergraduate education at the U of M. She is currently an MSN candidate at the University of St. Thomas. Uh, master's in social something, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Outside of her study, she really enjoys biking with her partner, ballroom dancing, and attending free events around the country. I'm sorry, around the area. She is truly excited to help make the Twin Cities more navigable and accessible as a person who has explored the city through biking, walking, transit, and driving throughout her time here. All right. Here's Greg Hindi. He's an organizer. Pronouns he, him. In college, Greg studied cognitive science, art, and creative writing, and he continues to pretend to be a college student in his free time. When not studying or making amateur art, he has worked jobs that allow him to get outside and learn something new about the community. You might see Greg, his partner Nicole, and their two dogs, Pablo and Parka, exploring Minneapolis on Mocha Dick, their yellow and orange tandem Mocha Dick. It's the you name of their bike. Means. It's a new okay. coffee flavor. It's their yellow and orange tandem bike that? and uh-huh. vehicle of choice for reimagining 
the possibilities of the urban landscape. Riley Slavic's organizer, pronouns he and him. Riley is a resident of the East Isles neighborhood and loves to traverse the city on foot and bike. He finds joy in seeing how streets can connect communities and wants to be a part of helping that become more of a reality in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Exploring and understanding different areas of the city is a favorite pastime for this Minneapolitan. Hmm. All right. Honest to God, how many of these people are there? I'm sending, them a na- I'm sending them a nasty comment, Such, There's a place where you can comment on yeah. their website. <laughs> Eric Forsty, organizer, pronouns he, him. Eric has been working as a canvasser since Working America, community affiliate of the AFL-CIO, first hired him in 2019. Before then, he has worked as a software engineer and a substitute teacher. Since then, he volunteered extensively for various campaigns in the Minneapolis city election and was hired by Workers Cooperative, the people's canvas for the final month of the election. He canvassed extensively for Jeremiah Ellison and Robert, I'm sorry, Robin Wansley, uh, who was in favor of what these people want to do, both of whom won election by very slim margins. He hails from Cincinnati, but has spent his entire Adult life moving back and forth between the Bay Area and Minneapolis. Returning here most recently for good, he said, in 2009. After spending some years in Harrison and Longfellow, he is delighted to have recently moved back to Minneapolis's central neighborhood, a few blocks from Powderhorn Park. And I think we're coming to the end. Oh, God, we're not. (laughs) Nick Hutchinson, organizer, pronouns he and him. Nick has been a cycling and transit advocate for 20-plus years. He is a member of the Whittier Alliance Board of Directors and organizes a monthly free sale in Whittier Park. Isn't that an oxymoron, free sale? Yeah. All right. He is also an amateur musician, artist, and trivia whiz. And sometimes host. I wonder what kind of trivia he's up to. have to do with anything. Uh, uh, Joe... Uh, loves getting around Minneapolis by bicycle, foot, or transit. You'll note that not one person has said they love to get around by car. Nope. This is an anti-car advocacy group. Community. Joe loves getting around Minneapolis by foot or transit, bicycle. He spends a lot of time thinking about government power and how that power is used <laughs> and misused. What a fun existence In the name is. of making our community safer. Joe wants our community to build power for better infrastructure for people, for mitigating climate change, and against ineffective, punitive, discriminatory enforcement strategies. Joe lives on the West Bank and works downtown. All right. Nina Clark, vice president. Oh, boy. Now we're getting up there, huh? Pronoun she, her. Okay. Nina has worked for over 25 years in cultural organizations, which has led her to position today as a program officer making grants to arts and cultural organizations. Her professional interests lie in artist collaboration, community engagement, organizational development, and dynamic public offerings. She is passionate about the possibilities around marrying community needs, broad social issues, and cultural offerings. Nina has a Bachelor of Arts in History from McAllister College and her Master's of Professional Studies in Arts and Cultural Leadership at the University of Minnesota. She was a founding member of the Cycling Museum of Minnesota 
and has volunteered with several other Minnesota nonprofits. During her free time, the weather usually decides for her whether she'll be on her bike or at her sewing machine. Oh. Okay, let me stop right there. We we have more to go through, and we're going to. But there's another common thread. These are all products of the failed academy. Well, of course. Yeah. And they all have degrees so. that render them unemployable. Wow. You don't want to... you, you you know we're gonna die. Okay. And when you die, you got stuff. Today. Hell, the way today. the way we're going, it could be today. Why not? Could be today. If you do though, you better have your stuff in order. <laughs> do I have time then to do it during the show? <laughs> right. Eckberg Lammers have been preparing estate plans and wills for more than seventy years. Uh, I know it's a, a tricky to talk about. Yeah, but we're all going to pass on, and when we do, you leave stuff behind. And you want your family to be able to handle that smoothly. Most principally, you want it to stay out of the courts. Right. Eckberg Lammers will arrange that. And if you don't think you need it, think again, because everybody has something. And you don't want to leave your family in a lurch. They also do a lot of property work. you got some property transfers within the family. Yep. Those can become a little hairy. Okay. They'll take care of that. Let's do they it. Have, uh, they have, they'll be able to put a plan in place for your family that keeps the courts out of your life. The estate planning to and do this now. Don't wait. You got to do it. You got to have it. Because you know what? No, not the hour or the time. No, or the not day the hour. Or whatever that saying is. The estate planning team at Eckberg Lammers can help you make your estate, make sure your estate will transition smoothly the way you want. Make an appointment with Eckberg Lammers and take care of this. I don't care how old you are. Take care of this. 651 651- Four three nine two eight seven eight. You'll either thank me or you thank them. Right. Mm-hmm. Probably them. Or visit Eckberg Lammers at Eckberglammers.com slash will. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Sushere. I try not to uh, tell you how to live your life. That's uh, that's Joe's job. <laughs> but I was I was serious yesterday, one hundred percent as serious as a heart attack when I said the first day of every month is seafoam day. Uh so if you'd missed it yesterday, stop into your favorite store um and pick up a can of seafoam when you're getting your other stuff, your loaf of white bread and your ketchup and, and whatever. Uh, because the seafoam, once a month, that's really going to help your vehicle, no matter how old it is. Brand new, you know, 10 years old, 200,000 miles, it doesn't matter. It keeps all those parts moving um, and happy. It stabilizes the fuel. It preserves ignition vapors. It's just good medicine for your car. Uh, the pitch should be for seafoam. Works work smarter, not harder. Uh, very easy to find, like I said, convenience stores, auto parts stores, uh, any knack hardware store in the land, even big box stores. They've got it by the crate, by the pallet. A local company, a global reach, and a true miracle in a world of bad gas. Seafoam. All right, we're up to the number 14, the 14th staff member <laughs> of, <laughs> of Our Streets, Minneapolis. And she is Alyssa Schuffman, treasurer, pronoun she, her. Alyssa is a multimodal commuter. Commuter. Let me stop right there. What does that mean? That's that's nothing that needs to be on a resume. That's true. You no, know, you want to go get a job, and no, do you think the us? people who hiring you gives a bleep how you got yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. In the case of our streets, you better believe they care. Well, that's true. It Al- shows their true meaning then. 
Alyssa is a multimodal commuter in Midtown Phillips resident who loves exploring her community on foot, bike, bus, and train. When Alyssa shifted the way she got around, it changed the way she related to her body and her community. As an abolitionist, what, what, is it, what, what does that mean, I wonder? Isn't that a Civil War term? Yeah. Year-round bicyclist and person who has been injured by a driver while on her bike. She okay. cares deeply about making Minneapolis a better place for people walking, rolling, and bicycling. So she really hates cars. Alyssa brings a decade of experience in the nonprofit sector to her service on the board and also serves on the City of Minneapolis Bicycle Advisory Committee. Uh-huh. We I've could look that up and do the same thing we're doing today. Abolitionist, a person who favors the abolition of a practice or institution, especially capital punishment or formerly slavery. Well, I think I'm an abolitionist then. I think I am as well. well. Was it in reference to automobiles? I think she wants to abolish yeah. cars, yeah. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Uh Melissa brings a decade of experience in the nonprofit sector to her service on the board and also serves in the City of Minneapolis Bicycle Advisory Committee outside of transportation work. She loves to ferment. What? Play tabletop RPGs. What is that? I don't know. What tabletop? Ferment what? I don't know. She just likes to ferment stuff. Is she talking about herself? So she doesn't... (laughs) She doesn't take a shower for months at a time? Gross. Ooh, girl, stinky. <laughs> Somebody fermenting around here. <laughs> you rotten. She loves to ferment, play tabletop RPGs, and write speculative isn't, fiction. Isn't an RPG a rocket? Rocket-powered grenade. Yes. Isn't that what that yes. is? Yes. Alyssa reads about 100 books a year and is always looking for recommendations. Okay, I've got one for you. Garage Logic, the companion guide to life in the radio town. She wouldn't make it through the first chapter. What are the best tabletop RPGs for beginners? What is our, does they Dungeons say? Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. If you thought that a beginner in the world of role-playing games, oh. A role-playing role playing game. Game. Hey. Like you did huh? when you were on vacation, Such. Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, she's 14. Doing a little missionary work. Yeah, let's go to 15. (laughs) On vacation, remember that? Let's go to number 15, Samya Jane. She doesn't even have a... We're now into the staff members who don't even have titles. Okay. It's just pronouns. They're also ran. She, her. Okay. Samya has been an advocate for active transportation, because that's the best kind. Yeah, I don't you like hate inactive. transportation. Just stay still. If yeah, it's stagnant, then you don't get anywhere. Yeah. Stagnant, stagnant transportation, transportation does nothing work. for no, me. No, no. So, Sammy has been an advocate for active transportation and VMT reduction. Okay, vehicle miles traveled. We know that now because she doesn't have to worry about getting the kids to school wait or getting them to a soccer game in Woodbury. Wait a minute, wait, hey, 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 VMT. How do you know that? You looked it up. Thank you. Thank you. So, Kelsey and all you other minion BSers out there, cut the crap. I uh, I have value today. Samia, Samia has been an advocate for active transportation and VMT reduction for a while now. At her day job at State Smart Transportation Initiative, 
She helps state departments of transportation and local governments make greener mobility oh investments. Oh, my God! Samia holds a degree in Master of Urban Planning okay. from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign and comes to our streets, Minneapolis, with a diverse background in transportation planning and community engagement. In other words, she's the 15th member of the staff who actually so, doesn't really work. Unreal. There's not, unreal. These aren't jobs. Before you go to the next one, uh, I apologize if I'm in a, like a 25-minute delay here, but I now realize these are people to fear. Absolutely to fear. That's what I've been telling you! Because, he did because these are the people that have been pushing for all these GD bike lanes that have taken over our lives. And we haven't done anything about it except grouse and bitch. We haven't done nothing to push back. We're not where, done with... Where are the GLer lobbyists to push back against this BS? We're not done with Samia. Two years back, Samia made the decision of selling her car of course, and relying completely on non-auto modes of travel. In her, and I've noticed a change in the climate since she did this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, does, it does feel a little... In her six years of stay in the U.S., I don't know where she might be from, she has lived in four different Midwestern cities and loves to explore them on foot and through their transit network. She finally moved to Minneapolis in early 2020 and hopes to call it oh. home for the foreseeable future which is uh, a euphemism until she gets another freeloader gig that's better than this one. Right. How, how did she get here, Joe? Did She, uh, she walked. L- she loaded up her gear in an she app sack. She got here and... on active transportation. <laughs> yes. Right. Then yes. turned against it. See, the folks in the country, when we hear people like this don't have cars, we're like, woohoo, she's not coming out here. <laughs> she believes that being able to work towards improving active traveling, again, Active traveling is the best way. Right. Right. Because that means you're not standing still. Right. She believes in improving active traveling in Minneapolis isn't just part of her professional goals, but would be extremely fulfilling personally. All right. Number 16, Clara Jung, J-U-N-G, pronouns she, her. Clara is a Whittier resident who can frequently be found walking or rollerblading around her neighborhood on the hunt for good food. Oh, where All do you right. hunt for good food? The trash? After, after many years commuting in the Twin Cities in Seoul without a car, that would be S-E-O-U-L, Clara adopted the belief that cities that encourage active transportation and safe streets for pedestrians are achievable, more equitable for our neighbors, and better for the climate. Professionally, Clara works in philanthropy and has experience raising money for higher education institutions, social services, public health, and homelessness prevention. Outside of work, she enjoys playing clarinet and helping folks, and it's spelled correctly there, helping folks get out the vote and delivering cookies to her neighbors. Oh, freshly baked? I well, I so. like cookies. Number 17, Elise Chow. Jeez, are you going to do the whole list? I, I There's only 17 now, more. I'm so enamored by this, I can't see straight. <laughs> Don't interrupt him, he's rolling. Yeah. Elise Chow, pronoun she, her. Elise is a re- recent graduate of Washington University in St. Louis and has previously worked as the finance director of a student-run nonprofit organization in St. Louis. The intersection between sustainability and equity is something that she is very passionate about. In her free time, Elise loves to run around the lakes and get outdoors as much as possible. Okay. So do I. Me too. Yeah. Number 18, Kelly Goldthorpe. She, her. 
Kelly grew up playing in the streets with her neighborhood friends from an early age. These formative experiences shaped her views, and as an adult, she enthusiastically embraces the idea that streets are for people, not just cars. Oh. Well, well, she's wrong. She hopes to bring her passion for safe, walkable neighborhoods to the Our Streets Board. An avid biker, Kelly has made cycling a big part of her life for the past decade. Previously working in a bike share in Chicago, teaching learn-to-ride classes in New York City, and now riding around the Twin Cities. She's never worked a day in her life. According to this. Maybe she has, but not according to this. That's it. She was the last one on the list. The board meets on the first Tuesday of every month at 6 p.m. If you're interested in more information about the board, contact us at info at ourstreetsminneapolis.org. I bet those so are precious it, it just occurred to me, even if these people had had regular jobs, normal jobs, where they clock in on a you know every day, they wouldn't put it on this resume because they're ashamed of it. These are eighteen people who have considerably more clout in the city of Minneapolis than somebody paying thirty thousand dollars a year in property taxes has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Considerably more clout. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Or think about a business owner that's paying. Yeah. It, I'm it's telling laughable. you, there needs to be a group to oppose this group. I just was going to touch on that. So, what, Kenny, what you're proposing is uh, a group called Mind Your Own Business. <laughs> Minneapolis. <laughs> Minneapolis. It has 18 staff members. And the resumes of everyone on it would include a real job yeah. and what kind yeah. of car they own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. no pronouns. And this this is going to make us come off as hating people that can't get around with ease in the winter. I don't think we've said that. The entire time that I lived in Minneapolis, I shoveled and snowblowed other people's walks and driveways because they weren't able to. Of course you do. And that's my point. That's, GL. that's what GLers do. It's not this BS. No. No. I mean, if the whole sidewalk has been done except for one patch in front of one house, me and the other GLers on the block are racing to that patch with our snowblowers to see who gets there first. That's what we do. And I know you said earlier you weren't worried about this group, but no, then you I've changed my mind. Yeah, around. no, you're right. The, 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 we need to fear this group. Well, because they already have the ear of uh, yeah the city council, right? Those two meatheads. Did yeah. you catch the commonality in all of those resumes, though? Yeah, they like to explore. You know why? They got a hell of a lot of free time. They do. They do. <laughs> With the exception of the true. one guy that mentioned That's his true. wife and his dogs. Yep. There was no mention of. There's families. no mention of children. Correct. No one. No one has oh, children. It'd be fun to know how how many of them are renters. I, uh, I'm going to bet all, all of 18. them. Yep, I'm going to bet <laughs> all of them. The house. That the would house. be my guess. That would be my guess. So their sidewalks are already being taken care of then by the landlord. Right. Well, it's not in their worldview. I know this becomes a bit arcane, but shoveling the sidewalk, uh, it's a traditional... Midwestern task. Mm-hmm. Yep. In Nebraska, they say scoop the walk. Whatever. Yeah. None <laughs> of these people are involved in traditional tasks. 
as, as a traditional task, might pertain to a life lived on behalf of your family, for example, your children, and, and your, uh, your spouse. And I got to make sure her car has gas in it and I better shovel the driveway and, and on and on and on. None of that is, they don't lead that life. No. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. The life of when you have them, I, I remember this as a child and I did this as a parent. The shoveling experience when you're trying to keep up, when it's there's six inches already, it's still coming down. Well, I've been there you're many out times. there with the kids. Yeah. It's fun and festive. And Forget kids. Kids are not part of their do- dynamic either. No. No, I'm not saying they, for all I know, they love children. That's neither here nor there. But I bet you a dollar none of these people intend to have any. Mm-mm. I wouldn't take that bet. Well, I hope you're right. Because you're, you're, oh, you're right on. That's And if they accidentally do, they rush off and, you know, get the hook. Well, I, we don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know that. Uh, there's a few of them I can tell you that aren't going to have any. If you know what I'm saying. Got it. I think I do. Yeah. Um. This has been kind of irritating me since the subject was brought up. This topic? Yeah, no, me too. Ru- a callback, <laughs> Ruck, to uh, the beginning of the show. Yo. I Ain't Got Time to Bleed was released in June of 1999. <laughs> yep. She's been sitting on the bookshelf for a while. What compelled you to wait? You worked with the guy for a while. What What, what are the other three books? What, what compelled you 23 years in the making of, you know what, hot damn, it's time to crack that baby open. Let's, uh, you know what? Truth be told, I was looking for a little insight for a potential future um, podcast interaction or podcast yeah. that we. That was the reason that I grabbed. Her. Um, are and you I, sure you we weren't shut just, her down at nine? Yeah, we're, got you it. I just got look, it. Were you just looking for mentions of you in the book? Yeah, and uh, when when people here tend to write books, I generally don't get mentioned uh, at all. Can we talk about a cliche for a moment. Yes. Uh. Does it occur to these people, well, maybe to be fair, maybe they look at me and think I'm a cliché. Oh, of course they do. You know, an old white yeah. capitalist. The old oh, curmudgeon. Ab- yeah, absolutely. Didn't, isn't yelling that, get off my lawn to people. Right. Isn't right. that essentially what the mayor of St. Paul said about you publicly? Well, I don't know what he said. He said, I'm not playing on the team or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Ember Rasmussen, huh. just to pick one, not to... Uh, she is the community development events manager. They them. Uh, okay, uh, she's got the cliche haircut. She's got the cliche pronouns. She's got the the cliche interests: gardening, vegan food, going for a walk, creating experience. She's a she's just a walking cliche. Ember, I love you. No offense against you. I just picked you. You can say the same thing about me. But I realize I'm a cliche. Do these people realize they're cliches? I don't think uh, so. I don't think they do. I don't think I so. Think I th- they, th- think they're I, making a difference. I think they're aspiring to be just who they are. Well, then maybe they have wonderful, comfortable lives. God knows they're not overworked. Maybe. they got to have stress-free lives. They don't do anything. And yet they'll wield great power. It's amazing. It's amazing how this failsafe has failed.
Well, you can put the picture of Sam Peterson's head on top of her body on this page. These are the people also mm-hmm. responsible for open streets, uh, Minneapolis, where they close down, you know, four or five blocks of the city but to see, traffic the, the, for the events. I, the, this, this has come up before. This, this ideology has had its roots in the pedestrian movement, for example. Right. St. Paul went through the period where you'd grab a flag on your side of the street and put it in the barrel on the other side of the street to stop the traffic. And so what? it's been around a while. But in uh, in this in these 18, 19 people on the staff of uh, Our Streets Minneapolis, what you really find are people who believe or disdain the automobile to the point where they don't think the street should be for automobiles. They should be for bikers, rollers, walkers. How do you get to that point? I mean, they acknowledge the existence of the automobile, but uh, they they think that the streets are not principally for automobiles. Well, yes, they are. Sidewalks are for people. Streets are yeah, for yes, automobiles. Yes, they are. It's got to drive them crazy that not too many people ride their bicycles in the winter. Doesn't that... Doesn't that and just looking around and seeing the amount of automobiles and pickups and trucks and semis, that's got to really get their goat. And if that's the case, that makes me really happy. Take a break, Reeves. You sure? Yeah. You need a little time out? Yeah. The Canopy Group is an insurance agency that is unique by offering 16 carefully selected companies for home and auto insurance. And we're going to throw this holiday analogy at you. Would you be satisfied if the only dessert you could have this season was fruitcake? Not me, I wouldn't. That would be like having one agent representing one company. Meanwhile, your neighbor creates this dessert exchange with 40 family members. It's going to be great. You could have a fun family exchange with desserts like divinity peanut brittle fudge cutouts gingerbread all of that good stuff at the canopy group we get that it is all about options that's why our insurance agency offers 16 companies in addition we have 40 licensed elves i think those are agents working behind the scenes to assure you always to have the best coverage at the best price remember our clients average saving is over 800 dollars per year this holiday season don't get stuck with just the fruitcake Get options. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com today. Yeah. Hey, Pat. Yes, Joe. Are you at U.S. Bank Stadium for the prep bowl? Yes, sir. I am. Who won? Why do you ask? Well, you had a game go off at 10 a.m. Uh, that would have been Minnesota versus Springfield. I'm sorry, Minnesota versus Springfield in Class 1A. Yes, that game is uh, complete. <laughs> who, who won that game? <laughs> yes. That one is a uh, – I wasn't here for that one, so let me check and see what the uh, score. Let me ask uh, – hey, uh, what happened that first round of the uh, prep bowl? They're uh, going to get back to me. The game underway right now is 2A. That's Barnesville and Chatfield. Yes, it uh, up at zero. Okay, and then you'll be staying for Simley and Hutchinson. Yes, Simley is uh, in the Grove Heights. That's right. Hutch is uh, 
not just rural. <laughs> That's right. And then yeah. you have the you have the topper tonight at seven p.m. Undefeated Maple Grove twelve and zero versus undefeated Rosemount twelve and zero. The Fighting Irish is the squad I like. That's the Rosemount squad. Yes, it is. I don't know what Maple Grove's team name is. I think they're the Crimson. Crimson. The yeah. Crimson. Boy, you you were right on top of that, Pat. Thanks, Joe. That's my job. <laughs> I, know these things, I don't know. I uh, hey, uh, can't Pat, report it. Roycey, when is the last time these squads all played in a regular game? It's, I've got to think it's been weeks. It's only of, been two weeks, two, kid. I believe. Yeah. Just two. Oh. Yeah, the high school, I have to take a couple of weeks off because they uh, rest and relaxation and uh, Thanksgiving. Well, that's a puzzle to this day. The Vikings had a Thanksgiving night game. And for some reason, that prohibited high schools from playing there on Friday and Saturday. Apparently, I don't yes. get it. Yeah. Do you get it, Pat? I'm not sure why. There's not uh, not a whole lot of turnover on the field because they just leave it as the uh, it's a the football field. field. They don't they don't switch it up. That's right. It's a football field. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, everything else, all right. How the wild one? Yeah, the commie had a pretty good game last night. Yes, he uh, did. Pretty tough. Uh, Biscuit in the basket, a couple of assists. They were uh, they were fighting ready to get after those uh, Edmonton orders. But, man, that Connor McDavid is a hell of a player, isn't he? Yeah, but last night the commie was better. Yes, he was. <laughs> yes. And then and then you have uh, you have the Jets coming in here to face the Vikings on Sunday. I think our squad is going to take care of them fine. You think so? Not a problem. Well, the Jets, uh, the Jets are uh, they're a handful this year. They are, but right now, in true Viking fashion, they're peaking right now as opposed to the playoffs, right. which is their uh, which is their custom. Uh-huh. Everything all right with the game of flaws? No. Uh oh. We had a uh, a shoveling incident. Uh oh. What happened? Oh, well, I went out there to. Clear the uh, the walk, open up the garage door, and had to find where I left the shovel last season. And couldn't find the shovel. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I went back in, waddled back in, and shouted to Katie, who was buying something online downstairs. I said, hey, uh, DA, where's the uh, shovel? And she said that uh, she had got rid of it last year with the intention of Buying a new one. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Well, with all the online shopping she could have done, she could have ordered a shovel three months ago. And That's right. She forgot. Oh, boy. I said, what? <laughs> How did you forget the shovel? And that uh, maybe that was a bad uh, icebreaker. She's not well, talking to me. Well, it wasn't really an icebreaker. It was a... See, an icebreaker is more yeah. something that starts the conversation. This pretty much ended it. Breaks the ice. That's right. But you, 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 you ended the conversation. Yes, and uh, there have been no further conversations executed. I see. Hey, Johnny Hite. Uh, I got a question for Johnny Hite. He's, uh, he's not here on Fridays. He's not? No. How does he get a four-day work week, and we're all here actually, five days a week? It's actually it's three. It's a three-day work week. That's not my doing. I would prefer that he was here. I want the Johnny Height retirement plan. <laughs> he works less than rookie. <laughs> Look, sorry the shot there, but uh, 
That guy works with less than you is what's happening here. Um, yeah. Ricey, I did see that uh, your colleague Chip Scoggins had sent out a, uh, a tweet in which you retweeted a few hours ago, if you're looking for a Christmas gift for someone, here you go. Another book signing is going to be happening Monday, December 12th from 4 to 6 p.m. at Tavern 23 in Edina, Tales from the Minnesota Sports Beat. All right. I know that. Uh, Isn't that Lou Nanny's place? That is Louie's place, yes. Yes, that's, uh, yeah, Louie's got a spot there. He's a pretty good spot. Great place to sell a book or two, yes. So, uh, and how come uh, you did bring a book for Such? I got it. But you didn't bring a book for me or Rookie or Kenny or John? Well, as I uh, mentioned before, and I, uh, I, I apologize soundly to my, uh, my producer partner for uh, almost 30 years now. I, uh, Chip, uh, Chip put the book together, and I, uh, I uh, neglected to mention uh, the Rook at any point in time in the book. So I, uh, I had to apologize. And, and uh, when I signed a book, I did give Rook a book, and I signed it for him, and I said, uh, even though I forgot you, Rook, you're unforgettable. Uh, what are you going to do? I, uh, you made an impact, Rook. You made an impact on me. Well, the other reason you haven't been giving books is because you'd have to pay for them. Yes. I. Um, the only thing, though, I run the risk of is uh, being like you and having a, a half a uh, semi-truckload of uh, unread garage logic books. <laughs> I, uh, I got sick of giving those out as Christmas presents for three years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's... Well, we can't thank you enough for taking time out from your busy day at the... You know uh, I've learned, Joe, huh? over the years. What? Uh, we should not be in the book business. That's right. Let's leave that to camp and Randy Wayne White. That's right. I think you have a great point. Yes, I do. Yes. We'll it's stick just, to uh, fiat stock. Yeah, how's that? Uh, you still have yours, or did you uh, let her go and buy crypto coin? I, I know. I got my fiat stock. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that you have a Pope Ryan for a fiat ten minutes, and you're telling everybody to buy stock. What did he say? Yep. All right, Patrick. Thank you. <laughs> hey, uh, that sounds like a good plan. I'll, uh, I'm gonna go have lunch with my buddy here now. Okay. All right. Very good. All right, Joey. D. Thank you. He's gonna have lunch with Joey D. Said. <laughs> oh, that's a yeah. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that'll be a fun football game tonight. Undefeated Maple Grove and undefeated Rosemount. Uh, Maple Grove is becoming the new Eden Prairie in high school sports. Well, you know Royce's theory. What's that? The farther out you get and still be called a suburb, the bigger the kids are. Yeah, that's true. You know, you got these little kids in the urban area, mm-hmm. and they're just not as nourished. Because isn't uh, Maple Grove, was? aren't they a power in hockey, too? I have no idea. I, thought, I thought think so. so. I thought so. I think so. I got a nice note from uh, Lisa the Uper. Uh, I oh, wait, to... you know that they call Maple Grove the Crimson Tide, so just call them Deacon Blues. All right. Uh, she said I can come up there and visit Stormy Cromer, the Stormy Cromer factory. Remember, we came up with my hat, oh, yeah. the Stormy Cromer hat. And she said if you're ever in Ironwood during the week, you can tour the Stormy Cromer facility. It's pretty interesting. They have a store with cool things. I might get a Stormy Cromer for my Black Lab Violet, signed Uper Lisa. She's up there with 80 inches of snow on the ground. Kelly writes, hey, I want a hat. I'm already a member. 
Also, I had so much fun at the town council meeting. It's my birthday next Wednesday. I'm a nurse and will not be earning any money over the holidays due to the strike. Can we buy a hat if you don't give me one? Uh, can we can can we get her a hat? She's going to be a striking nurse. Is this Mancini's? Can I get you a cake? Can I get you a cake? Can I get you a hat? Can I get you a hat? Uh, Tracy, I'm sorry, what's your name? Kelly, uh, get a hold of me with your address. We'll see if we can get you a hat. Have we opened but that's up- because she's going on strike. Don't everybody else try to get a hat out of me. Have we opened up a can of worms with the, uh, the simple hat? Okay. I got mine, exactly so uh, I'm not saying Jack. I and- gave Kenny mine. I gave yeah. mine to... Uh, and I'll probably end up giving mine to I don't Angie. think I got one. <laughs> I gave mine to Mike Fratelloni yesterday. Oh, wait. No. Isn't the new rule if you sign up today or yesterday, you get a hat? You do. Okay. So sign up today had... for the Garage Logic Town Council, and um, we'll get you a free and then Garage Logic stocking hat. Make the current council members all upset with their torches right. and pitchforks. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently, if you want a free one, just email Joe. Right. When we come back... Where are we going? Well, we're going to come... Where are we going with this show? We're coming back with the scramble. I don't want to be luffing here. We're going to be coming back with a scramble, (laughs) and among other things, I'm going to tell you the difference between Montana and Minnesota. You know, you had mentioned a great spot to grab a bite to eat. How about over the weekend, if you've got family in town, or maybe you want to take the family somewhere, 30 Bales Restaurant is your place. Mm-hmm. They do have the fantastic brunch that starts Saturday and Sunday at 10 o'clock in the morning. Their happy hour is Tuesday through Friday from 3 to 5.30 and the lunch menu Tuesday through Friday is 11 to 3 p.m. Someone thought I was kidding. No, they do have short rib lasagna now on the menu. Short rib, Italian sausage rook, onions, carrots, garlic, mm-hmm. red wine, diced tomatoes, Bing, bang, boom. Uh, also, if you are a burger fan, their burgers at 30 Bales Restaurant are fantastic. It's the Scratch Kitchen right there in downtown Hopkins, right off 169. Can't be easier to get to, I'm telling you right now. They also have craft cocktails there, so if you want to impress, that's the place to go. Check out their entire menu. Ta- I am right now. I'm online looking at their menu. Get some takeout for the weekend. I think I might do that actually tomorrow. Juicy Lucette Burger. Yeah, the burgers are, are outstanding. Uh, and they also have, you know, all Hand sorts. cut bacon mixed into the patty. Ooh. Have you never had the burgers? At- I don't think I have. <gasps> you, my friend, are missing Brussels out. sprouts. I bet they're delicious. I love those. I have yes. had the Brussels sprouts from 30 Bales, and they are outstanding. So anyway, stop in, say hi to Todd and the entire crew. Please let them know that you heard about 30 Bales Restaurant right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. I didn't know if that came out or not. Yeah, it we did. heard it. It did. Yes. Rise and shine. Let's go. Door is open. Why am I doing that? I don't know. It's the scramble. Scott Matura from Montana writes, listening to local Montana radio this morning, and I was pleased to hear what I would call a ray of hope. Sadly, not that long ago, this would not be a ray of hope, but rather simply how a state is governed. This morning, Montana Governor Gianforte was was on the radio and talked about our state's surplus and what his and the current state legislature uh, plan on doing with it. Update and expand state prisons, which are old and inadequate. Okay. Here, we just let the criminals back out on the streets. Right. 
expand pay and staffing to increase snow plowing. Okay, no, nice. we, we just do it when we get around to it. Update and repair state roads and highways, particularly in rural Native American areas like out east and the Flathead. Assist companies with infrastructure in areas where we are building housing. Increase pay and hiring for law enforcement. Okay. The, uh, the commies in Minneapolis just took a mill out of the police budget. A rainy day fund for unforeseen circumstances so the state doesn't have to go back to the well again. That well being the taxpayer. There were other items, but you get the idea. Our governor isn't my favorite guy, and he has taken heat from the left for being wealthy. Well, he is wealthy, but he made his wealth founding and operating a company here in Bozeman that grew to 150 employees, and when he sold it, it was worth millions. Point being, he knows how budgets and payroll work. Our guy does not. Right. He's never done that. Uh, Stephen C. Anderson, the piano player. Yeah. <clears throat> He wants. Uh, he is proposing, and I think this would be fantastic, uh, getting Hyde in here live okay. and then having those two do a Christmas jam for Christmas. Good luck. Why wouldn't Hyde come in and do that? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think He's that would be fun. If he doesn't, though. I think he'd love it, actually. Uh, actually, he would love it. Yeah, but yeah. if he can't come in, are we going to have to cancel Christmas? No. And then uh, no. Stephen C., get this. <laughs> He's got the sixth Christmas back together with Stephen C. Hold on one second, Joe. Hey, John, you're on the show, okay? Oh. Percent chance you'll come in and do the uh, Stephen C. broadcast. 100%. Oh, I, yeah, I'd be happy to come in. What are you that. wrong with you, Reavers? All right, that's all I wanted. That. See you later. All right, Bye. I think he just got paid right there is what happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Write this down, GLers. Thursday, December 15, Stephen C. at the Cathedral of St. Paul, 7.30 p.m. This popular Christmas concert will open the doors to the historic Cathedral of St. Paul for a free concert for the community after a two-year hiatus due to the pandemic. There is no admission fee, but 10 bucks free will donation will be greatly re- received to cover costs. Hell, it probably cost him a fortune to move his piano right? because he plays his own. Multi-platinum recording artist and contemporary pianist, Stephen C. He's going to have vocalists this year. He's oh, going to have really? Nate, Nate Wilson on the violin, vocalist Jack Cassidy, Jillian Gubash, and friends. Uh, internationally award-winning improvisational organist Chris Ganza will roll, out, will roll out the great cathedral pipe organ console and set it nose-to-nose with Stephen C.'s nine-foot grand Bosendorfer. Wow. I have. Uh, he reached out to me to see if I could do a version of the Christmas corn dog blues. I haven't decided mm, yet. No, Did he really? God, no, yeah. please. No. To sing in the cathedral? No, yes. No, no. Woke up this morning no. inside the we, cathedral. We don't need that place hit by lightning. <laughs> no, man, that's the cathedral. Yeah. No, We're no, not singing corn dog. The Christmas uh, corn dog. Say, before we move on, uh, I, need to address, 15th. I need to address Matura here. Scotty, what's uh, up? Matura... Uh, I'm going to have to demand that you call us by our pronouns. Yeah. We are Flatlanders. Every time you write us an email, address us as Flatlanders. Hey, Flatlanders. Yeah. That's all. Pronouns. Sounds like a no. person on The Simpsons. Hmm. You get bleeping pronouns. Flatlanders. Flatlanders. Only because they come to us all the way from the traveling Lymans who are in Eden Prairie. Yeah, they're here. You can read all about that on worldwidewaftage.com on this day 
1857. Joe, today is December 2nd. The first state legislature convened five months before Minnesota was admitted to the Union. Despite its questionable legality, the session passed over 90 laws and elected Henry M. Rice and James M. Shields as U.S. Senators. They went to Washington, D.C., and waited for statehood to become official so that they could begin their terms. Okay. That on was this the old day, school. On this day in 1858, 12-2, the term Land of Lakes was first applied to Minnesota in the St. Anthony Falls newspaper called the Falls Evening News. And when did we finally get rid of that racist image that they used for Land of Lakes? Well, you're thinking of the company Land O'Lakes. Land Land O'Lakes. Land O'Lakes. This is this was just a, a like a tourism thing. Gotcha. Land of Lakes. Gotcha. Come to Minnesota. And again, why your town makes this so often, I have no what idea. What do we do now? On this day in 1884, December 12. No, second. Waterworks passed their operations test, and the system was accepted on December 31st. Okay, I'm from there. Who gives a damn? Well, you okay. apparently you, what's you, fair about waterworks? Well, they probably could tr- had a faucet well, in the house by then. It's uh, you know, it's one of those. No, uh, it's not. A, it's a we- website. I actually know exactly <laughs> where it is. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah, got gotcha. you. By the yeah. way, have you heard anything lately about the tremendous drought in California? Sure. Oh, you have. I I have not. It's been snowing and raining to it's, beat hell in the Sierras. What what okay? What I'm hearing is that California. it's over. <laughs> well, it's been snowing and raining and winter storms aplenty, and God has renewed nature. Um, or nature is renewed. California, much, much to it's the starting to. It's still got a ways to go. Much to the dismay of the uh, climate activists. Yeah. This happens might, every year, doesn't it? This yeah. might be a topic you may get into next week, but this uh, just broke a little bit ago. California Governor Newsom's Reparations Committee is recommending handing out two hundred and twenty-three thousand two hundred dollars per person to all descendants of slaves in California for housing discrimination at a cost of 559 what's bn mean is that that's billion billion nation's biggest restitution <clears throat> effort ever i ain't paying it they didn't never have slave, slaves they didn't have slavery in california well I, I have so many questions he's a bad guy i don't like that guy but didn't what they, happened? Wait a he minute. was reelected. Shouldn't that go to the Spanish and the Mexicans? Because didn't we steal that from Mexico? Yeah, you'd think so. Not sure. Or there the you, Indians. There you go. The Native Americans. They always forget about the natives. They always forget about the natives. Yep. I hope there's some college kids who, on the occasion of a uh, graduation exercise, if the speaker says, we are on, we, we've taken this land from the Dakota. I hope there are some college kids who stand up and say, then why don't you shut up about it and give it back? Right. I want to hear that from a college graduation ceremony. Give okay. the damn land back then. Okay. Well, how about uh, we're on land that we purchased from Napoleon, who took from the Spanish, who took from the Native Americans. Yeah. Or, or then something give it back to line. the French. Yeah. Don't The French, don't worry. He's on He's a roll. He's on a roll. Don't, don't bother. <laughs> Thank you, GLers. Big win tonight, huh? 40 to 50 yeah. mile an hour gusts. Are we going to smell That's my it? cup of tea. You sm- can't smell it in this wind. No, we're not going to, I don't think. And Rice, he predicts a big win for the Irish, huh? He does? Yeah. Well, he liked Rosemount, Rosemount didn't he? Rosemount, yeah. yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Are they the fighting Irish or just the Irish? I don't know. Oh.
stay tuned. Find I used out to more. have that win thing. New Krabby Coffee Shop out this week. It was a pretty good one. Was it worth it? Probably our best. Okay. Probably our only good one. Copy that. Okay. Then. Okay. Yeah. Thanks Friday for the afternoon. applause. Appreciate Thank it. You. Appreciate it. Check out Pod MN for all of your other uh, podcasts. Why you turn me down? Because you were playing stuff that can't be on the show. Well, turn me back oh. up. Just like talking across your back. I'm trying to find. Uh, you can't smell it in this wind. Running Three, out of time. Two. two. One. One. I want to pay my respects to Joe Suchere, who, uh, in his own way, the mayor of Garage Logic, makes an awful lot of sense out there.